Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in chapter 17 of Revelations. And uh, before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today and thank you for the many blessings. You've been extremely kind to me and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I get to live in the the land of the free and the home of the brave in the United States where we just celebrated our birthday. I'm grateful for the way that you've protected my family and kept them safe. And I just am grateful for my job and everything else, Lord, that you've given me, the people and friends I have in my life. And Lord, I just know that I'm not grateful enough, and I don't say it enough. But I want you to know that today, I am extremely thankful for all that you've done. So Lord, I just pray as we read, I pray that we would hear your voice, that it be you, Holy Spirit, who speaks to us and gives us understanding and wisdom, that it be your wisdom that you'd impart on us, and that truly, Father, my heart, my spirit, my mind, would be open and prepared to hear what you have to say, that I would take all the thoughts that I've already generated, what I think is meant to be there, and to just remove them and have it be what you want us to see. So I thank you and I praise you, and I just lift up this time to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Excuse me, I have a little bit of allergies happening. So this is one of those chapters, and there's kind of the remaining chapters, 17 through 22. They have a lot of symbolism. They have the prostitute or the harlot and the beast. They have Babylon and everything else. There's just a lot there, the king. And for the most part... There's a lot of interpretations of what it all means. And I've been reading for most of the day, trying to figure out what this says to me, what God wants me to hear. Is it to me for me to understand that the lamb and the beast are at battle? Is it for me to understand what the seven horns all represent on the beast that the, that the prostitute's riding? I don't think so. I've been really trying to figure out that part. So, before I get into what I have on my heart, let me just, why don't we just start reading. Chapter 17, verse 1. One of the seven angels who had the seven bulls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits by many waters. With her, the king of the earth, the kings of the earth, committed adultery, and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the wine of her adulteries. Then the angel carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names and had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and was glittering with gold, precious stones, and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand filled with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. The name written on her forehead was a mystery. Babylon the Great the mother of prostitutes, and the and of the abominations, abominations of the earth. I saw the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly astonished. 
Then the angel said to me, Why are you astonished? I will explain to you the mystery of the woman and the beast she rides, which has the seven heads and ten horns. The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and yet will come out of the abyss and go to its destruction. The inhabitants of the earth, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world, will be astonished when they see the beast, because it once was, now is not, and yet will come. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven hills on which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. But when he does come, he must remain for only a little little while. The beast who once was and now is not is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and is going to his destruction. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. They have one purpose and will give their power and authority to the beast. They will wage war against the lamb, but the lamb will triumph over them because he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And with him will be his his called chosen and faithful followers. When the angel said to me, the waters you saw where where the prostitute sits are peoples, multitudes, nations, and languages, the beast and the ten horns you saw will hate the prostitute. They will bring ruin, bring her to ruin and leave her naked. They will eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to accomplish this purpose by agreeing to hand over to the beast their royal authority until God's words are fulfilled. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. <clears throat> so, there's a lot to unpack there, especially if you love all the symbolism, the seven, the seven hills, the ten horns, all of those things, the king that was and isn't, but it will be. So many different things there. But what I really saw in this for myself was that the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated by the wine of her adulteries. And I think about today's society with porn, with gambling, with lying, with cheating, with deception, ends justifying the means. How am I contributing to that adulteress, to that prostitute, that evil person sitting on that beast? Am I fighting hard enough against all that's going on? Am I leading a life of of righteousness or am I looking the other way or am I indulging in some of those sins some of those things that she that that beast that creature has covered in glittering gold precious stones and scarlet and purple will I look when I die and be amazed at how I contributed to the demise of others, of children who are caught up in child slavery. Have I contributed to individuals who are caught up in porn, who are mistreated, who are sold into slavery, who are killed 
<clears throat> because I support through whatever it might be, taxes or just because I participate, because it looks harmless. What role do I play? And that scares me. Because it's easy for me to rationalize bad behavior until I really think about the consequences. Am I adding to those waters, to those, that blood of the saints that she's responsible for? Am I contributing to the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to God, to Jesus? What role am I playing? And that's where I have to just confront myself, look in the mirror. There's a book out there, The Man in the Mirror. Makes you confront yourself on a daily basis. And God's Word is doing that to me very heavily. And most of the time, I don't like what I see. But I do like the direction of the journey. I appreciate God holding a mirror up to my face. And saying, hey, dude, you're just a guy, but that doesn't, re- that doesn't excuse you. You have a role to play to standing up to this stuff versus to looking the other way. So with that, I'm going to just close with prayer. Father, I just pray you would help us. I come before you, and I know I sin, and I know I rationalize, and I know... There's consequences for that. And I just pray, Father, that I I would not be astonished when I die, but that I would be joyful that I lived for you and not the other, not for Satan, not for the prostitute, that I would be on the side of the lamb and not all the kings who rebel against you. So, Father, I pray today, As I go about my day, I pray that you would watch over us, strengthen us, strengthen me to do your will. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.